Less Doing, More Living by Ari Meisel. One sentence summary. Less doing, more living is based on the assumption that the less you have to do, the more life you have to live. It helps you implement this philosophy into your life by giving you real-world tools to boost efficiency in every aspect of your life. My favorite quote from the author is, Optimizing your life starts with establishing self-awareness. Ari Meisel Ari Meisel has done it all. Biohacking, real estate, building websites, productivity coaching, running triathlons. When he was forced to face Crohn's disease at a very young age, he felt hopeless at first, but eventually developed an unbreakable spirit. He not only overcame the disease, but is now sharing his combination of techniques and story all over the world as a speaker, author and coach. Less Doing, More Living is the 2014 bestseller that contains most of his wisdom on productivity and taking back the time in your life to do what really matters to you. Here are the three lessons that stood out to me. 1. You can use an external brain to free space in your own. 2. Customize your life to save time and even make money. 3. Use upper and lower limits to trade quantity for quality. Want to do less and live more? Here we go. Less doing, more living, lesson one. Create an external brain to save space in your own. This answers the question, how can I mentally declutter and feel less stressed about all the things I have to do? Think you can remember everything and juggle multiple things at a time? Not really, do you? But we still try, every day. Instead, let digital technology help you out here. By creating an external brain, for example. You can use a tool like Evernote to literally store every information you potentially come across. To-do lists, groceries, decoration ideas, articles, notes, it is a one-stop shop for everything. Texts, pictures and even hand-drawn notes go in there. And it's searchable, meaning you can find everything again easily. There is no storage limit and the algorithm organizes things in a way which is similar to how your brain saves information. It links similar posts together in bigger networks and therefore the search results are very accurate. I've been using Evernote for three years now and it's a lifesaver indeed. Stop trying to remember everything, it's just not necessary anymore. As my grandma used to say, knowing means knowing where to find it. Less doing, more living, lesson two. Customize your life to save time and even make money. This answers the question, how can we leverage this trend towards individuality to save time and money? Do you know how sometimes architects shape rooms in a really weird way? There's often that one little space in the corner where your desk is that's not really accessible because nothing fits there. Ten years ago, if you wanted a custom shelf to exactly fit into that corner, the only way was building it yourself. Today, you can have the same thing done and shipped to you within a matter of days, thanks to 3D printing. Ari, for example, used Shapeways to build a custom wall mount for his computer. All he had to do was sketch a design on paper, yes, bad drawings are okay, and have someone on fiber turn it into a 3D model. The model was then uploaded to Shapeways, and a week later his own custom wall mount was in the mailbox. And if you thought that's brilliant, consider this. He then used Shapeway's website to sell six more of these wall mounts to others who had the same computer as him and made $400 off of it. Customizing your tools and adapting them to your own needs can not only make your life easier, but also help others who have the same problem. 
Compare that to being difficult by wanting something custom in a restaurant. An entirely new perspective, right? Let's doing more living lesson three. Use upper and lower limits to trade quantity for quality. This answers the question, what is a device I can use to prioritize quality over quantity in every aspect of my life? Deliberately limiting yourself is one of the most freeing things you can do. Ari suggests doing it with upper and lower limits. An upper limit is a maximum you can't exceed. For example, the number of pieces of clothing in your wardrobe, the amount of time you can spend on Facebook each week, or the number of burgers you get to eat in a month. A lower limit, then, is a minimum you can't fall below. These are helpful for the things you always want to do but keep putting off, like exercising, spending time with family, or traveling. Ari has an upper limit for the number of electronic devices he can have, and a lower limit for doing at least one trip per month, for example. Both of these help you trade quantity for quality in your life and not let work or possessions take up the time you actually want to spend on what's truly important. My personal takeaways from Less Doing, More Living for 2017. I have to say, I like the guy. I'm, I don't know why exactly, but for some reason, when I first came across the book and his website, I thought, another productivity coach, another another book about optimizing, another book about efficiency. But this was a refreshing take because it focuses more on the how how to, how to free more time and what to do with that extra free time you get and sort of how to prioritize your free time to make sure you use that for what really matters instead of optimizing the work aspect, right? So, of course, it has both. But I think the interesting way is, like, a standard productivity book, like, say even something like Getting Things Done, is really good for getting things done, right? So, at work, you get the most done, you're better at work, blah, blah, blah. But, obviously, using a system like Getting Things Done should leave you with better results, like more money, uh, and or like more time to spend however you want. But getting things done doesn't address that you could waste the entire extra time you get by using getting things done on watching Netflix, right? And so that's why I like less doing more living. Like the more living part is what in, what's interesting. Um, so that said, uh, I, I've been using Evernote. Let me go through lessons one, two, three. External brain, huge deal. Uh, also an idea from getting things done. Collection bucket. I keep rambling about it because I love it. A collection bucket is like a note where you, when you have a distracting thought, you remember you have to buy something, something along those lines. You put that in your collection bucket, which is just a note. And then you collect it and you empty the bucket once a week. I think that's a very powerful tool. I've been using that a lot um, and it's super helpful. External brain is one step above that where not only everything you remember you put in or your distracting thoughts, but also distracting information or information that's not timely, right? So you need it, but not right now. Evernote, brilliant, absolutely brilliant because you can search the entire text, even of things you scan <clears throat> and you can tag things at your own keywords. So it's super easy, thanks to the search function, to find stuff again because it works sort of like a brain. Um, absolutely huge because especially today you have to know where to find the information especially facts not necessarily 
have to know it by heart right in the moment. You can always pull out an article for optimizing your Instagram profile when you're just sitting down to optimize your Instagram profile, not read it 13 times before you actually do the thing. Customizing your life. I love that idea how he turned this this 3D um, wall mount thingy into a business. Uh, that was super cool. I have to admit, I, I was trying to think of a way in which I've customized my stuff or my life um, that others were interested in. And I couldn't think of something because um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm one level below that because I'm not even customizing. So I'm... Uh, instead of being the guy who would have ordered the, the desk to fit right into the corner, I would have been the guy to say, oh, fuck it, I'll put my desk somewhere else <laughs> so uh, so that it makes sense, right? Or, or screw it, I'll leave that empty. So um, I try to make do with whatever the world offers me. But in some cases, I think especially your health, so the wall mount, right? If that means you look at the screen in a better angle, then that's obviously a healthy thing to do. Um, for example, shoes is another example. Uh, I had an, a business idea with a friend. Um, we wanted to... He approached me with the idea. He said, uh, you know um, how people have different sized feet? I was like, yep, know it. My sister's got it. He's like, yep, my sister's got it too. Or friend of him, friend of his. Uh, and then he said, well, I wonder what these people do. Like, do they buy two different shoes? Or how does that work? And then... We were like, maybe there's a business to be made here. Maybe we could take all the sort of the bad shoes or any leftovers directly from the factory and then pair those in uneven sizes and then sell those to people who will have that problem. Uh, for a day, we went around Mannheim and we went to all the shoe stores and asked them, like, how many people come here with this problem? Like, do people ask for this? Like, what do people do? And as a result, we found out what people do is they don't customize they settle, right? So custom-made shoes are really expensive. So some people sometimes will buy a $400 pair of shoes that fits, but most people will actually settle. So they'll take the larger pair, the larger size, and then just live with that. And apparently that's good enough. But for feet, in my case, I have inlays because um, my feet are somewhat crooked. crooked. I think customizing could be a really good idea. So maybe... I could get, I can make inlays and then someone else who has same size, same problem feet as me will be like, hmm, like those inlays are really good. Can I buy those? So that's just one aspect like where I could come up with something. But again, I think what you could do is <clears throat> below customizing, there's that level where you make do with whatever you got and you accept the world's limitations um, and try to work with those because that forces you to be even more creative. Then again, if you have a cool idea for something you can customize or you have customized something already in the past and it's really cool and people ask you about it, you might want to consider selling it. And these limitations, I mean, it's not like Ari doesn't acknowledge them. He even introduces them with his upper and lower limits. Um, I like those. I'm trying to think of. So with my ex-girlfriend, we had an upper limit for going out to dinner once a week I think so every Saturday or so we would go out to eat and then cook at home the remaining days that was a powerful one it saved money it made us feel like that going out was more special it was sort of like a date night we appreciated the food more that was a good upper limit to have right now I don't have that um, maybe I should bring something like this back 
Um, a lower limit. I mean, I have tons of lower limits in terms of work output. Um, I I have lower limit of writing one answer a day on Quora. I have a lower limit of writing one blog post a week. I have a lower limit of writing one book summary a week. So I have a lot there. I have a lower limit of 10,000 steps a day, which I'm not taking that serious, but I somehow end up making it most days. And when I see I have like 8,000, I'll put an extra effort to get to 10. So um, that's in my mind. I have a lower limit for six hours of sleep during the week, although that's not as important as my... Uh, lower limit for eight hours of sleep on the weekends so to catch up right so I'm flex I'm a little bit more flexible there it's a little more liquid um, if you google liquid sleep you'll find a blog post I've written about how my sleep schedule shifts um, any upper limits I'm trying to think of things I can't do more than X um, I'm trying to not masturbate more than once a week. And now that I know that might have been weird. It might have come out of nowhere. Um, but I've struggled with that in the past and porn addiction and I did no fab challenge and all that. I coached people in this stuff. Like there's a long history with me and sexual health, I guess. Um, but so I try to keep that at one a week um, because like I, th I don't think there's a rule for what's healthy and what's not. It all depends on you. But um, for me, I find like that works well. I try to, what else is there? Any upper limits? I also try um, to, I don't want to say take off more than one day a week. That's not really true. But I try to work a little bit on the weekend because right now I can, I want to, and it'll help me move faster. So I'm thinking about or I'm working towards establishing a six-day work week, but not as in like full work day. Um, it's a bit different, I guess. But that's one upper limit I'm sort of thinking about right now. Just These are all just to get, give you some ideas and get your gears spinning. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. I'm not saying any of these are right or perfect in any way. Um, just some more additional yeah, ideas. Brainstorm a little and see how you can do less doing and more living. See you on the next one.